You're watching the number one source for insight into the economy, stocks, cryptocurrencies, and revolutionary trends. From sea to shining sea and across the globe, this is The Cody Willard Show. Brought to you by TradingWithCody.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Cody Willard Show. I am Cody Willard. I will be joined today by Chris McHugh and my main man, Piper. You'll see Ross the boss here in a little bit, too. Chris, what's our first topic? Cody, pop the bubbly, baby, because you called it a year ago on Amazon. Join the Trillion Dollar Club. Cheers. Look, when we're popping the bubbly, it's a good time to sell, by the way. Trim, at least. I've owned Amazon for many years. I've owned Apple, as I've talked about, for many years. I predicted 10 years ago that Apple would be the first trillion-dollar company. And about a year ago, I actually wrote an article that said Amazon might beat Apple to that mark. Then, And yes, indeed, it's a trillion-dollar company. I don't think that you want to rush out and buy stocks, specifically Apple and Amazon, the days they're hitting a trillion dollars. You'll probably get a better opportunity at some point in the future. But that said, look, as I've said for years now, since Amazon Alexa came out, this is the future. That is probably the single biggest driver for Amazon's run to a trillion dollars. It's the voice revolution. I wrote a book called The Voice Revolution, as a matter of fact, 50 Stocks for the Voice Revolution. You can go to tradingwithcody.com, pick it out. But the number one pick in that book was Amazon because when they made Alexa the de facto standard platform, meaning that it became the platform that any developer, any serious developer was building his products for, and it hit critical mass in the mainstream consumers, that takes this company to a trillion-dollar market cap, and that is a large reason why it's a trillion dollars. There's also the Amazon Web Services part of their business. There's, I don't know, the retail side of the business. I love Apple and Amazon. I've owned them for years. I'm probably going to trim some right now, real soon. I, I, I've mentioned that I've been going to trim Apple and I still haven't quite yet, but um, I'm going to. I, you got to trim some of these names when you've owned them for years and they're now worth a trillion dollars. Uh, Apple was worth $6 billion when I bought it. It's now worth $1,000 billion. So is Amazon, $1,000 billion. Let's put a little more perspective on that, by the way. Jeff Bezos is worth about $200 billion today. There are not very many companies. There's maybe 20 tech companies in the entire planet that are worth $200 billion. Jeff Bezos could personally write a check and take Netflix private. Did you know that Jeff Bezos invested in Google when it was private? He was one of the very first venture capital investors. He put a million dollars in Google long before it ever came public. The reported net worth of Jeff Bezos is $200 billion. I think it's safe to assume that guy has invested his money very well outside of the $200 billion that it's 20% about of Amazon's cap market cap, because that's how much he owns of Amazon. I'll bet you Jeff Bezos is actually worth closer to half a trillion dollars. Half a trillion dollars. And there's maybe 10, maybe a dozen companies, including Exxon Mobil, 
outside of technology that are worth half a trillion dollars. Jeff Bezos, by the way, gave for the first time ever a major political donation revealed this week by the Wall Street Journal just this morning. He donated to a super PAC, which I hate PACs. I do not like, I think it's unconstitutional. I think it's anti-democracy to have funds that anybody can raise come in into New Mexico, come into Lincoln County and advertise for Republicans and Democrat regime members. So that said, Jeff Bezos, his PAC, the super PAC that he invested in, is all about in getting veterans into office. It's nonpartisan. They have Republicans and Democrats that they advertise for. One of the advertisements for this PAC is, shows, face, shows Trump's face and explains it's for somewhere, some Democrat. And she's like, I'm going to fight Trump, for, fight for universal health care, no matter who's standing in the way. While in Florida, it's a Republican that they're advertising for, and he says, I'm going to use, I'm going to fight with Trump to get the conservative values or make America great or whatever. So they're both pro-Trump, anti-Trump. Jeff Bezos doing something a little outside the box. One other thing that I saw in Jeff Bezos this week that I thought was rather interesting, you know, back in when he was a valedictorian in high school, he talked about building hotels and living spaces in outer space. That is indeed what he is now doing with Blue Origin. And he talks about in the next few decades, most heavy industries will be done in outer space because you can have 24-7 solar energy to power it all. Interesting stuff, Chris. Crypto crash! Ah, Cody, what do I do? My crypto's... <laughs> Help me. <sighs> all right. <laughs> crypto's are crashing again today. Their headlines at Goldman Sachs is not going to be doing a lot of the crypto stuff that they said they had were planning to do. Okay, back up. You guys know that I wrote a book called The Great Crypto Cry The Great Cryptocurrency Crash. That was published in December when Bitcoin was at 20,000. But you know long before that, I invested in Bitcoin when it was at $100 each, and I own it still. But I've been selling it when it was close to 20,000 and even before that. I sold some too low. I started selling it at like 3,000 even. But, you know, when you got a 30 times home run in a cryptocurrency that nobody's even heard of. Anyway, the point being, look, I believe in cryptocurrencies long term. I believe in lock blockchain long term. But you can't rush this stuff. And there is more pain to come. I think there's still a good 50 to 90 percent downside in Bitcoin. And there's 100 percent downside in probably most of the cryptocurrencies that you see out there right now on coinmarketcap.com. Just be cautious. I would look, even when asset prices, whether it's stocks and cryptocurrencies or whatever, are through the roof, it's probably not the best time to be rushing to them. There will be times in the cycle that you can make purchases at a better level, a better risk reward scenario. Don't ever rush into anything. Don't be greedy for either. I mean, slow it down. Slow money's key to it all. We'll be right back. A former CNBC and Fox News anchor, hedge fund manager, 
and the go-to stock market guest for The Tonight Show. Cody Willard and his stock analysis have been published in the Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, and many other places. Want to follow his secrets to investment success? Go to tradingwithcody.com. There you can get analysis on stocks, cryptos, markets, and the economy, a full list of Cody's positions, access to Cody's chat room, trade alerts every time Cody buys or sells, and much more. To find out more, go to tradingwithcody.com. Cody, it's what you called a supreme zoo. Chaos breaking out as the Senate vets Supreme Court pick Kavanaugh. What's going on there, Cody? Supreme zoo. It, it's... I, it, I, the Republican Democrats, the Republican Democrat regime, whatever you want to call it, but when the Democrats are in power, they do these things that eliminate some of the processes and the systems that are built into democracy. They give more executive power. And then when the Republicans get in, they do the same thing. But they complain about it when the Democrats are doing it, but they sure do love it when they're doing it. And when the Democrats are not in power, they're really upset about the Republicans doing it. And this circus of a confirmation hearing really underscores all of that. It is partisan. I had no idea that the Supreme Court could end up this partisan. And it's not just the confirmation, but the very fact that this nominee has such a background in the White House under Bush, under all of, it's partisan. This This is supposed to be a democracy and a blind of justice. And then you've got on the same sort of topic with Trump this week, talking about how his attorney general sessions shouldn't be going after Republicans. Are we a banana Republic? Because that's what that sounds like. Rule of law has to go everywhere. I often talk about how the single biggest downfall of our rule of law is this targeted tax trick thing that everybody does, Republicans and Democrats alike, where it's all about subsidies and giving targeted tax cuts to certain sectors and certain people who lobby for things. And they're not applying the rule of law equally to everyone in the world, in, 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 in the country that way. The tax law should be applied blindly. Every law should be applied blindly. There are certainly thousands and tens of thousands of federal laws that have no business of being on the books, most of which were written by corporations to target welfare towards them or to target them avoiding the same amount of taxes that you and I have to pay. It's a mess. It's a zoo. And the whole Supreme Court thing really underscored that. They're not even, there's nobody out there concerned with rule of law. They are all concerned with doing a sideshow and trading power back and forth. 
and you guys keep falling for it. The biggest confusion in my life is this obvious need of everybody I know, not everybody, but the vast majority of Americans, all of the people who vote Republican and Democrat, have this need to justify their side. Both parties are horrible. Both parties have been doing this scary slide away from democracy and rule of law in the Supreme Court circus really is what you're, they've got us talking about it, don't they? Don't they? We're sitting here talking about this. You know, it's like that uh, Buffalo Springfield song. Yeah, and everybody's, everybody's out there in the streets but they're mostly just saying, hooray for my side. It's hard. And I I know all of you guys want me to go, this will be easy if you'll just vote this way, if you'll be Republican and fight inside of that, or if you'll just vote for Democrats and make sure we get the right candidates. The You watch the New Mexico governor election right now, and I don't want Pierce or Grisham. They both are awful. Neither one is okay, and I'm not going to vote for either one. I will write someone in. I will fight for my republic. I'll fight for democracy. We'll be right back. No matter where you turn, the news is slanted left or right. That's why people are watching The Cody Willard Show. How can we create nonpartisan news using technology? He's an independent, free thinker. And pretend that poor people are on welfare when it's the rich people and the giant corporations that are using welfare. Whether it's investing or politics, he's trying to be objective. The Cody Willard Show. Watch the show online and download the podcast. You know what time it is now, right? It's time for sports with Ross the Boss. Ross, what do you got? Hi, I'm Ross the Boss, and I want to talk sports with you, cowboy. We got a big, big day coming up. We got a big weekend of football. Let's talk first about Nike, the Just Do a campaign. They announced their front man. It's Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick hasn't played sports in two years. When he did play, he was 3-16. and 16. Not that good for a starting quarterback. But let me tell you something. Nike, whoever came up with this idea, making him the front man for the Just Do a campaign for 30th anniversary, is a genius. They're getting so much press. People are burning their Nikes. They're putting it on Twitter. They're putting it on Facebook. They're getting all this press. You burn you your You and shoes. I are sitting here talking about shoes. Nike right now. It's free commercial for Nike on the Cody Willard Show with Ross the Boss. I'm, I'm, I agree. I love Nike. I wear the product. I think that it's a superior product compared to any other shoe. Hear that, Nike? You can send me Nikes. I'll be happy to wear them. What I'm saying to you is whoever thought of this idea is a genius. To have Colin Kaepernick as the frontman of your product of the 2000 of the 2018 campaign of the 30th anniversary of Just Do It, I love the idea. People are protesting. People are mad. I think it's a genius idea. I'm all Ross, for it. all those guys who are burning their Nikes are going to have to go buy new Nikes when they want to go play pickup with their friends next week. I listen. I said that. I I agree. I mean, to to burn your shoes because of some guy is the frontman of a campaign. Is idiotic. 
You know, I mean, you, you don't have to say people you used to, to do protests in the streets. People used to like do uh, hunger ca- campaigns. Now I'm going to burn my Nikes. That's how Bingo. I'm going to be a good patriot. Ross, so what's your next about, topic? Let's talk about Hard Knocks. Honda Hard Knocks season finale was last night. The first story they showed was Michael Hendricks. He's the guy that was insider trader, plays linebacker. The coach handled it perfectly. He, he didn't want any distractions for his team. He cut the guy. He, he heard the news on TV like everybody else did. He called the guy in. He said he he, 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 you know, he owned up to it. He said, yeah, I did it. So the, the coach said, listen, I can't keep you around. He was cut. He's gone. Bye-bye. He'll probably be in jail. I read his comments from his plea and even at some of his comments afterward. And he sure did seem to own up. He said, I knew it was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. And you know, there's wife beaters in the NFL that have been convicted and still playing and brought in for million, multi, $10 million contracts. I'll bet you this guy, rightly, I hope, pays his dues to society, does whatever the courts say, and he's back in the NFL. We'll see. Hopefully he will be. He seems like a good guy. I just got caught in the middle of something. Let's talk about NFL football. It starts tomorrow. We have a classic game. The Eagles, the world champions, are at home against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are are two points underdogs. We're taking the Falcons. We'll take the two points. The Eagles have looked awful in preseason. They lost their last game. Like they, they can't score touchdowns. They haven't scored a touchdown in a long time. Their starting quarterback Wentz is not playing. They're going with the world champion MVP foil. Yeah, the Super Bowl MVP isn't exactly a far step down. It's not a far step down, but still, Wentz I would say is a lot more better than their backup quarterback. I know he won the Super Bowl for him. I know all that, but they're playing They're playing the Falcons, and they have not been looking good at all. We are taking the Falcons. I love that bet. The other bets I love, New Mexico is playing Wisconsin. I love New Mexico. I'm taking the 36 points. We're taking New Mexico because the Lobos. I have a friend in New Mexico. Lives Wait there. We're taking that game. I love that game. Yeah. You're talking Cody. to a former New Mexico Lobo basketball player. But you're telling me the Lobos are 36-point underdogs against Wisconsin. What's Wisconsin ranked? Are they top 10, I think, this year? I think they, I think they are. They're, you know, they're in the Big Ten. They're, they're predicted to win the Big Where Ten. Where are they? Where's this game? Is this in Wisconsin or is this in, in Wisconsin? The- You'll be watching. Oh, I'll be watching. It's going to be great. We're also taking Arizona State. Some other huge guy went there. His name's Ross the Boss. I'm taking the six points. They're playing Michigan State. I hate Michigan State. They're a bunch of cheaters, a bunch of rapists. We're taking, we are taking Arizona State. I don't like that school at all. I, Cody, I know you have ties there. I don't care. We're taking oh Arizona. Oh my gosh. State. Now, I just got to go back to the New Mexico one. 36 points. That's five touchdowns and a two point conversion. Underdogs. I, I, and I have, I have to tell you, I, um, I probably take Wisconsin. I, I take <laughs> Wisconsin. What kind of loyalty do you have? What kind of loyalty is it? You are I'm not about loyalty. I'm about opportunism. University. If we're talking about betting my hard-earned money, I'm going to try to maximize my risk-reward. Wisconsin doesn't like to score points. They're boring to watch. They run the ball. They don't pass. We're taking, we're taking the Lobos. I love that game. U.S. Open. I'm taking Nadell. I'm taking Serena Williams. They'll Cross win the it. Bus. They're in the right now. Sports. A former CNBC and Fox News anchor, hedge fund manager, and the go-to stock market guest for The Tonight Show, Cody Willard and his stock analysis have been published in the Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, and many other places. 
Want to follow his secrets to investment success? Go to tradingwithcody.com. There you can get analysis on stocks, cryptos, markets, and the economy, a full list of Cody's positions, access to Cody's chat room, trade alerts every time Cody buys or sells, and much more. To find out more, go to tradingwithcody.com. Cody, it's time for your mailbag. Everybody's asking, how do I buy gold? What can I do? I'm seeing William Devane every commercial break. He's on an aircraft carrier. You're seeing Make America Great Again. Buy gold. Should I do it, Cody? Well, yeah. I do think everybody should have a little bit of gold. You know, even if just for the next time there's a solar flare or something, you know, it's having a little bit of physical gold is a good idea. And the best way to do it is not buying from William Devane, which Explain to me how he can sit there and telling you, you got to buy gold and warning you about the next crisis and the disaster that the country is headed towards. At the same time being pro-Trump and he's going to save the country. So, wait, um, I was buying gold to be defensive. Let's, let's not talk about that too much. Look, the point being, don't buy gold on TV. If you do, it's not the worst idea in the world. You'll overpay maybe 10 or 20%, which is no good reason to pay over to, to overpay for anything, especially when I always tell people, support your local business. The best way to buy gold is to get to know a local gold or silver dealer. Even small towns have a couple of gold and silver dealers. Cities have hundreds. And there's some great guys out there, great girls out there selling you. Great ladies, great women, great men and women out there who choose to go into gold and silver for a living. And you buy gold and silver that way. But Chris, do you own gold? I don't, but I stay gold. Watching the Cody Willard show. Stay gold, pony boy. It's an outsider's <laughs> reference. Does anybody read anymore? S.E. Hinton? Piper, do you buy gold? Sometimes. Yep, yep, he owns gold. Look, the point being is, Gold is something you should probably have in your portfolio. I don't think you should have more than 5 or 10% of your portfolio in gold, but it is something good to have. And if you really want the best advice, don't buy gold at all. Buy Bitcoin. Go buy Bitcoin right now. It's a great investment. It's a good one. You can imagine. So it used to be at 20000 It's been down 5%. Then just today, it could go back to 20000 No, slow it down. Slow money. That should be the theme. I used to do a segment on my Fox Business show all the time called Slow Money. And it was about the very idea. It's the antithesis of what the show on CNBC is called, fast money. Because especially the average retail investor has no business trying to make fast money. Wall Street's set up to take your money if you're trying to make fast money. But you do have an edge if you think outside the box and go slow. Always go slow with your money. There's no reason to be greedy. You don't want to risk you don't want to take too many risks. You want to be smooth, slow, and cool. Peace, love, and happiness, everybody.